Welcome to the Kick-Ass Everyday Podcast with your host, me, Tanya Tringali. Let's get ready to be bold, be amazing, and live every day to its fullest with the kick-ass powers of personal development. Oh yes, and full disclosure, there will be a healthy dose of Jersey sarcasm. Well, hey there, and welcome to episode 79 of Kick-Ass Every Day. As always, I want to start off by thanking my returning listeners for coming back. And if you're new here, thank you so much for giving me a try. Together, we will use our combined energy to put out positive vibes and make a difference in our world. Okay, can someone please slow down time for just a little bit, just so I can get an extra hour or two out of my day for maybe the next two months? Is that too much to ask? Couldn't everyone use a little more time in their day? Even though I consider myself good with time management, lately it does feel like there's never quite enough of it. My focus has not been the best, and I've really had to work hard on the concentration part. A lot of it is due to all these ideas coming to me, and the pieces finally falling into place, which is great, and I'm not complaining at all about that. But now it's the doing piece of those ideas that is making me feel like I have to stop and catch my breath. So how do I handle times like this? I meditate. I remind myself that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now and that everything is always working out perfectly for me. I smile and genuinely give thanks for that and then ask God to help me remain calm and to guide me to the most important things for me to get done first. And that is when the inspired action takes over. I put on my favorite Baroque music for concentration video on YouTube, which is all the Valdi pieces, and start creating. That is precisely what I'm doing while creating this podcast. I listen to it every time. Classical music has always been the best thing for me when I'm creating anything. You should try it. I'll leave a link to my favorite in the show notes. Now, does this mean that I never have freak out moments? <laughs> Absolutely not. My family will attest to that. But those moments don't last, and they certainly don't overtake me. They're just moments. I've learned over the years, thanks to personal development, how to acknowledge all the parts of me and work with them instead of against them. And that is the lead-in to this week's episode. When you put more effort into working on yourself more than anything else, you will not only live a life of satisfaction by showing up exactly the way you want, but you'll also be of the best service to others. The goal of this episode is to show you exactly how to do that. So why is this so important? Why is working on you the only thing you ever really need to do? What is it that I said pretty much right from episode one? The only person you can ever control is you. This is something I'm now teaching to my four-year-old grandson. It's such a basic lesson, and yet so many people don't understand it, don't realize that every time you try and control anything outside of you, you're not only wasting energy... But it's a futile effort, one doomed to fail every single time. This is why I say my superpower is self-control. Now, do I always do a perfect job with that? Hell no, that's not the goal. The goal is to achieve it most of the time. And more importantly, to be able to recognize when I'm not. To catch it early, when I'm trying to control someone or something else other than myself. And that only comes from consistent practice, from self-awareness and from self-discipline, all of which 
personal development helps you to achieve. By becoming your best and continually reaching for that every day, you affect every area of your life and every relationship you have in a healthy, positive way. These are not just pretty words I'm saying to you. These are facts. And because I know how much personal development can do for you, I've made teaching this to others my purpose in life. Not to control you, but to empower you to take control of your own life. It's so freeing when you let go of the need to control others. When you stop thinking that controlling others is the only way to get what you want. Nothing could be further from the truth. Parents especially need to understand this. Our children come into this world as individuals, as fully formed spirits with a purpose all their own. Our job is to guide them, to help them become their best by giving them all the love that we can and the tools they need to fulfill their purpose. It's not to control their every move or to make them into what we want them to be. The best thing we can do is to teach them to think for themselves, to be respectful of themselves and therefore others. Remind them that they are spiritual beings and share the tools of personal development because those tools work for everyone and will help them throughout their lives. All right, enough about parenting. I mean, that wasn't even in my original notes on what to talk about. When you work on you and make that your priority, you create incredible focus for yourself. What do I mean by that? You create an internal focus that you are able to come back to time and time again. It becomes your guide in everything that you do. And I'm going to show you how to create this for yourself in just a minute. If you remember in the beginning of this episode, I told you that my focus lately has been a little bit all over the place. The kind of focus I was referring to there is the task kind. You know, when you're working on your pro- on a project and your mind wanders to 14 different other places except the one you needed to, LOL. When you develop the internal focus I'm talking about, you can now use that to help you get back on track with the task-related kind. One thing I want to mention before diving into the different ways you can work on yourself is that when you make working on yourself a priority, you're able to make personal development your lifestyle, just like I have, and what a lifestyle it can be. It's so funny, but just recently, I really defined what my kick-ass way of personal development is and embodies, that it combines the best of traditional personal development and the law of attraction with a spirit-centered focus. When I wrote that definition out, I was so excited because I could finally put into simple words what makes my kind of personal development unique. And just now I realized that all along, I've said that personal development is God's ultimate guidance system for us to use. There's that spirit part right there. So what does the personal development style, lifestyle look like and give you? Absolute freedom, alignment with spirit, the life you want to create. It helps you to be in control of your thoughts, emotions, reactions. It helps you to move through life with positivity, ease, and purpose. You get to show up as the person you know you are meant to be. You have this incredible energy and zest for life and allows you to see the endless possibilities that we have, all the while expressing incredible gratitude for each day you are given. You simply can't get any better than that. All right, on to some ways to work on yourself to get you that internal focus. First up is your emotions. You've heard me talk about our emotions for a while now. In fact, my last episode, number 78, talked quite a bit about them, about our emotional guidance scale. Our emotions are the key to alignment, which we will talk about in a minute. They're here to guide us, and because of how important they are, should always be something we are aware of and are focusing on. 
When we're experiencing negative emotion of some kind, it doesn't feel good for a reason because our spirit's natural state is one of well-being. Now, this doesn't mean that you should never have a negative emotion. Not at all. We have an entire range of emotions for a reason, but it does us no good to stay stuck in negativity. We are certainly not being our best when that is occurring, and that absolutely affects those around us. You know what I mean, because I'm sure you've been around someone in a bad mood and can feel the negative energy they are giving off. You have to work really hard at not letting that affect you and your mood. Here's what I like to do when I'm around someone like that. I imagine an invisible shield around me, a positive energy shield that doesn't allow the negative stuff in. Have you ever heard the phrase, I'm rubber, you're glue? Anything you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. Say that to yourself when your shield goes up. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't care about that person and how they're feeling, but we are of no help to them if we get sucked into that negative place with them. Remaining neutral is the best thing. Learning to guide your emotions takes practice, but it is vital to your happiness and satisfaction in life. Happiness never comes from the outside. It's always an inner game. The happier you feel on the inside, the more law of attraction provides things for you to experience that on the outside. Next up, awareness. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Awareness is the key. Once you're aware of something, there's no going back. You can't become unaware of something. Awareness is what allows you to move through and beyond something in life, whether that be a challenge, a crisis, a transformation. I'm sure you've said to yourself, if I'd only known, right? Awareness is also responsibility. If ignorance is bliss, then awareness is power, and with power comes responsibility, personal responsibility. Once you understand who you are, a spiritual being, and what you are capable of, limitless possibility, then you understand that you are responsible for your own happiness, for your own successes, for your actions, for your own satisfaction. You also understand that you cannot control others or conditions. Now, in case you're thinking, well, then don't others' actions affect me and my happiness? The answer is no, not unless you allow them to. Yes, bad things can happen to us, but how those things affect you is always up to you. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, no one can make you feel inferior without your permission. That is true for any other emotion that we are capable of. Never give up your power. Again, awareness. Awareness of our main purpose for being here in this physical place. Because we chose to be. We chose to be on the leading edge of creation. To experience life in this physical form. To grow in spirit with one another. And expand the consciousness that we all are. When you work on expanding your awareness of self, you are making that internal focus stronger and sharper. Alignment is the next way to work on yourself. Since I spent the last episode talking about this, talking about spiritual alignment, I'll be brief here. Paying attention to your emotions leads to awareness. And focusing on awareness of your emotions and what is causing you to feel a certain way leads to alignment with spirit. They all work together beautifully. When we consistently reach for alignment, everything else is a way of working out. It gives you a sense of calm and peace inside. Because as I've said, wellness is our spirit's natural state. It's our center. And anytime we're out of balance, we don't feel well. In those times, it's especially important to pay attention. Figure out why you're not feeling well. Be as objective as possible when doing this. And slowly move yourself up the emotional guidance scale 
into a better feeling place. Practicing this regularly helps you get better and better at it. You'll be able to shorten the amount of time it takes you to go from negative emotion to a more positive one. The final way I want to talk about is attitude. I've spoken about attitude quite a bit over the last two years in this podcast and will continue to do so. Many of the personal development greats I've introduced you to talk about attitude and how pivotal it is to not only changing one's direction in life, but really to success of any kind. Your attitude on any subject determines how that subject affects your life. That's so important. I'm going to say it again. Your attitude on any subject determines how that subject affects your life. Think about it for a minute. If your attitude about your neighbors is a negative one, then your entire experience with them will be negative. If your attitude about school and learning was negative, then that's what you'll experience. Negative about your family members? Yep, same thing. Your job, your weight, your life. It doesn't matter what the subject is. Here's the thing. You control your attitude and therefore your experiences in life. So how do you change things? How do you change your attitude from a negative one to a positive one? Well, you can't just flip a switch. But once you are aware of your attitude about something, then you have to make a conscious effort to change it. It starts with the way you think about that subject. Again, our mindset, our internal dialogue around something, our assumption about something. Now, I've shared with you before about a job I had that was making me miserable. For six months, pretty much every experience I had with this job was negative, or at least it felt that way to me. I knew that I had to change something. And since I had been practicing personal development for a while at this point, I knew the change had to come from me. I had to change my attitude about it, and namely my supervisor. I couldn't change her, so it had to come from me. As soon as I made that internal shift from one of feeling helpless and miserable to one of taking back control of my experience, I immediately felt better because my attitude now became one of determination, which was better than being miserable, right? And as the next few months went by, my attitude only improved because I began to see my supervisor in a different light. I better understood her personality and how to work with her. I also took ownership of my job. And that attitude was one of confidence that others picked up on and trusted. I gained the trust of everyone that I worked with and came in contact with. And it all started with taking back control of my experience there. Changing my attitude about where I worked and whom I worked with. Your attitude matters and absolutely determines your life experience. So pay attention to it and develop one of positivity. All right, my friend, I think this is a great place to wrap up this episode. Let's recap just a bit. Remember, when you put more effort into working on yourself more than anything else, you'll not only live a life of satisfaction by showing up exactly the way you want to, but you'll also be of the best service to others. I've shared with you four great ways that you can work on yourself. They are your emotions, your awareness, your alignment, and lastly, your attitude. All of these components work beautifully with each other. So when you start working on the very first one, your emotions, you will easily be able to affect the other three. Be patient with yourself and wake up each day grateful for another opportunity to be your best, to give your best, and to experience the best life has to offer. You were meant to wake up today, so make the most of it. Try to center yourself more, effort less, and when you find things that make you feel good, Stay there as long as possible. 
Have a great week. And don't forget to invite your friends to listen and subscribe so that we can continue this amazing journey together and kick ass every day. Till next time.